God has been speaking a language very clearly to us again and again, which is purpose-driven church. I told him the last time that we, we had a chat together, or I ministered to you, whenever you wake up every morning, ask yourself a few questions. Number one, why am I alive today? You must know the reason why you are alive. Number two, what is my purpose for living? Number three, what are the tasks before me today? Number four, does my task today align with my ultimate goal in life? And number five, are my goals aligned with God's purpose for me? If you can answer these five questions daily, you will see how easy life is for those who are in Christ Jesus. Today, what I want to go forward to, t- to teach you is this. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. We are going to be ready to write quite a lot. I know that over the past few weeks, we intercepted this lecture by looking into the power of the cross, God's finished work of the cross, and then we looked into redemption plan of God. The reason why I'm teaching you all these things is because a good number of believers do not understand the word of God. And because of that, many Christians on earth have been unfulfilled And you have seen things happen among those who profess to know Jesus, which is not in line with the scripture. Things like frustration, confusion, and uh, there is a name that is common now that they say. Uh, They say that some people have um, a psychiatric something, psychiatric issue. Huh? Ex- Express. What do you call it? Met what? Mental health. (laughs) Yes, there must be mentally sick people, but not for those who are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah, somebody. And you see that area of mental health stuff is thriving. Because it, it addresses the current language of man. But we live in this world. We do not wrestle as the world wrestles. Yes, please. Affect? Yeah. And you have so many other languages like that. What did you say? Somebody help me understand. Sigma. Sigma Freud. Freud. Okay, all right, all right. Beautiful. You have so many languages like this. But you know something the Bible says? Though we live in the world, we do not war as the world wars. The weapon of our warfare is not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold. Mental health. Is not for those who are born again. And I will help you understand very strongly. 
If a Christian is suffering from all those symptoms, there could, only, there could be only one reason for it. It's ignorance. Not because of demons. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. What do you say? If a man be in Christ, he is a new... All things are, including mental health. All things have become new. Look at the next verse. It says what? Shall we read it together? All this is from... Stop it. God can never give something that has defect. Because He is perfect God. If your new creation experiences from God, and then the Bible went further to say in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2.16 that you have the mind of Christ. Mental problem or mental issues emanate from mind of man. So if a believer is having stress and all those stuff is because of ignorance. What I want to show you today will help you. There is a God in heaven who cannot and does not lie. He has a plan for you. And you can find in the book of Jeremiah 29, 11. Let's examine that very phrase and sentence. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to what? Harm you. Plans to do what? Is this cathedral? I wish the people from New Cross joined you this morning. Because the way you are reading the, the Holy Word of God is challenging to me. Let us read what God says here. For I... somebody God has a plan for your life that's the first message from that scripture the second thing in this scripture which is declaration of God is this the plans of God for you is plan to prosper you number one God has God has a plan for me number two God's plan is to prosper me Number three, God's plan is not to harm me. Number four, God's plan is to give me hope. And the final one, God's plan is to give me a future. And the King James Version calls it expected end. Now, this is my question. Why should we have people in the church who are frustrated? That's what I want to resolve today. You need not be frustrated. Why do we have people in the church who are not successful? I want to deal with that today. You need not be unsuccessful. Because the God who has a plan for you had defined his plan. Do we in agreement today? Look at the book of Jeremiah. In chapter 1 verse 5. Let's read it together, please. Before I told you in the book, and I knew before you were born, I 
Okay, hold it there. Write this down. God's plan for you transcends your conception. God did not just plan for you when your mother conceived you. God says, before I formed you in in the womb of your mother, I knew you. So God's plan transcends your conception. And it says, before you were born, I set you apart. That talks about purpose. God's purpose for you predates your birth. Write it down. God's purpose for you predates your birth. If that be the case, therefore, let us understand these words that God is speaking. So, we agree that God has a plan for us before we were formed. He had planned it. And so, where we were born is according to His plan. How we grew is according to His plan. The path of life we take, the people we meet, who will be enablers of our destiny is according to His plan. Though we are not aware of it, it will seem as if we are just normal, moving from one country to the other, relocators wherever or stay where you are and stuff like that now the scripture helps us to understand that god has a plan if you look at the king james version of jeremiah chapter 29 11 it says i know my thoughts so the plan is interpreted as thoughts but we're going to look at that in a minute on isaiah 55 it is essential for you to have knowledge knowledge is the key to success, I mean true knowledge, give true success. Okay, now let's move to the next level. The plans of God for you is according to His purpose. Because His purpose predates your birth, so the plan God has for you is in line with God's own purpose. Isaiah fourteen twenty four. The Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I have planned it shall be, and as I have purposed it will stand. God says, the Lord Almighty has sworn, as I planned it shall be, as I purpose it will stand. I think if we look at that scripture and relate it to the scriptures I've quoted to you from Jeremiah 9-11, you will agree with me that the plans God has for you as a person, He will never change it. God's plan for your lifetime. Believers need to know this. When a Christian leaves the path of righteousness and goes to the path of this world, what happens to you? Okay? When a Christian believes or is influenced by the enemy and feels that, no, I have my life, I can do whatever I like with my life. What happens to you? Romans 12, 2. Shall we read it together? What happens to you is that you will not be able to understand the plans of God. Okay? So you will derail from the plan. What does it say here? Do not conform any longer with the pattern of this world. It didn't say you should not conform with the world. But the pattern, the ways and the mannerism of the world, a Christian should stay clear from it. 
Why? If you don't stay clear from me, what happens to you? It says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you do not stay clear from the pattern of the world, your mind cannot be renewed. Neither can you encounter transformation in your human mind. You will only work with carnal intelligence or intellect, like brute, like people in the world. They do whatever they feel, whatever they thought, they do. Okay? That is their life. All right? But this is the consequence of it. It says, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will, what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, we understand from this scripture, therefore, a Christian that is carnally minded, a Christian that follows the pattern of the world, you will not be able to understand God's perfect will. You make all choices just like instinct. Uh, we, just, we are just in our marriage seminar week, isn't it? And I was showing you in, 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 in marriage seminar, people jump into marriage because they, don't, they just felt that to get married is just to kiss somebody and feel cool, and then you marry. They soon grew up, matured, and discovered that, no, unless the Lord chooses for you, you will, you will have gray hair at the age of 35. Unfortunately, that becomes your cross. Because you took decision without having God in your cognizance. Alright. Choose career and find out that why did, I, what, why did I choose this career at all? Decisions of life, you take them, but in your kind of mind, only to discover down the road that no, it's, it's very difficult. This is not the right thing. It's not a perfect thing for me to do. However, the Bible says, if a Christian does not conform, which is a matter of choice, to the pattern of this world, you will be able to renew your mind, which is through the word of God. And when you are able to renew your mind, you will be transformed. Okay? Into what God's will is. It is out of renewal of mind that a man can understand God himself. Because we understand and agree that the plans of God for us is a perfect plan. We understand that the plans of God for us, it is a good plan. It is not to harm us. It is the plan that does not add sorrow with it. But however, when a man who is supposed to be a child of God digresses from the path of righteousness, which has been codified, and goes in the pattern of this world, what happens to you? You will suffer seriously, set back. However, that does not change the plans of God for you. I was sharing yesterday with them in Europe for Christ about the eternal love of the Father. The Lord God in His sovereign power has arranged laws and consequences. Okay. For every misbehavior, there is a retribute. According to the word of God. But you see, and we, re- we just finished the teaching on, on Galatians chapter 3. That those, those setup of God is to lead you to Christ. So that if you go away from the ways of God and you suffer very well, that suffering will bring you to a place where you sit down and your sanity will come to you. And you will go back to the God whom you departed from. However, when you come back to God, God says, oh, welcome home. You have a good lesson now, haven't you? And you've learned some experiences, isn't it? You add that to your life, amen? Come on, let's keep going. The plans of God for you cannot be shifted because of your misdemeanor. 
God will not shift because of that. He will wait for you to repent and come back to Him. And when you come back to Him, you say you are sorry and you really repented. Of course, haven't you been punished? Why should God punish you again? He won't do that to you. He will open His arms to you and receive you. This is the difference between the God of Christians and other gods. The sovereign love of God. He will never write you off. His plan for you remains. Hello somebody. If someone chooses to go to the world, he will allow you to suffer too. According to his, 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 I will call it his jurisprudence. His equity. Hello. But after you have suffered a while, and that suffering has been so much gross to the extent of bringing your sanity, and you come back. Hello. His plan for you is not changing. You may have to pay dearly for it because you digress, which is a fact. It's a good thing God does that. Therefore, understand this. The plans of God for you, as he said, the Lord Almighty has sworn, you know, it's that Isaiah 14, 24 we're looking at, that surely as I plan it shall be, and as I purpose it will stand. Yes? So the plan of God for you can never shift. You, you, know, you see people who are, who, who are in the church and they are very zealous, they are very committed and godly people and suddenly they just walk away from the Lord and they begin to be promiscuous, okay? And you are praying for them, God bring them back, please God restore them, God restore them. No, God has weapon of serious punishment. God will offset all their ways. God will allow them to build. And when they build and want to say, Oh, rest my soul, God will blow it off. The Bible says so. You read it in the Bible school on, on, on midweek, Jeremiah 11. God will let them sweat and then God will blow it off. When they want to relax in that way, and say, Oh, well, I've gotten this. Let me, I have peace now. And God will pull the string so that they will recognize that it is not peace. And pieces will begin. Trouble will begin. Health issues, problem all over the whole place. So that they may come back to their God. But you must not forget. Come back home, son. God's plan for you remains. Hallelujah, somebody. I love that scripture. It says, the Lord has sworn with his own life. Surely as I plan, shall be as I propose, they will stand. Now, second thing from this scripture is this. The plans of God ensues from his purpose. God does not have a plan without a purpose. He has a purpose first, and then his plans come out of the purpose. That is the reason why God's plan can never be twisted. When I finish this lecture, I'm going to give you seven things that you see in God, which you need to have. When you have that, anything you decide upon shall be fulfilled. Amen. A plan without a purpose can never stand the test of time. When tribulation comes, that plan will be revised because it did not come out of a purpose. Let me say this to you. I have taken you through Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth now was void and formless. And Isaiah 45 verse 18 says, God did not create the earth to be formless. And I said to you, purpose is the driver of the vision. Don't forget. A vision without a purpose will soon come to an abrupt end. Any intention without a purpose will soon be frustrated. 
When you see people going to some careers and they then say, oh, I'm fed up of what I'm doing, it's because they went into the same that career without a purpose. And when you go without a purpose, when you come to the test of time in the career, you have nothing to navigate your complexities. Because purpose is the navigator through complexities, hard times. You go into a marriage without a purpose, you cannot navigate through complexities because when the challenges come, you have no impetus. And we see here God says, His plans ensues from His purpose and because of that they will stand. Somebody say Amen. amen. Now, what I'm teaching you, I'm helping you to understand God, how God is, our God of praise, so that we can now zero into ourselves and God. Okay? And you will know the reason why you have some plans and, you know, you, you quit. There are many people who have dreams, and they only had dreams and wrote it down, and after some time they forget it. Some of them will start some dreams, and then after some time they close it down. It's because those dreams did not come from a purpose. Look at number three. God works all things according to His purpose for those who love Him. Number one, I said to you, God has a plan for you. Number two, I've been explaining since, is His plan is according to His purpose. And number three, God works all things according to His purpose for those who love Him. Now, including when you disobey, as I've expressed it, and you suffer for it, God is the one working. I wish that mommy was able to teach you today what she taught in New Cross. But I will give her room to come and teach that. She was teaching from the book of Daniel. And she showed Daniel in a foreign land that is Babylon. Daniel was taken to Babylon at the age of 13. And Daniel was distinguished in knowledge and wisdom. And then he served under Nebuchadnezzar. And after serving under Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar died, and his grandson became king. In the days of his grandson, his grandson saw a handwriting on the wall. This is a summary. He saw a handwriting on the wall. And then he asked the magician, can you read this handwriting? They could not. And he asked, who can help me? God wrote something on the wall. No one can read it. And they say we have a, a man among us. He has the spirit of the gods. The, the holy gods. But what they mean by that is that he has the holy spirit of the living God in him. They said he is full of intent. No, no, no let, let, let me read it for you. You, you need to get this. Go, 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 go straight to chapter 5 of Daniel. Very, very interesting. He said in verse 11, there is a man in your kingdom who has the spirit of the Holy Ghost in him. In the time of your father, he was found to have insight and intelligence and wisdom like that of what? God's. And you agree with me, the book of Daniel 117 says, God distinguished them. This wisdom came from the God of heaven. Alright? It says God distinguished those boys right about the age of their 15, 16. Alright? With the knowledge, academic. They had intensive academic knowledge. Not only that, and they had very wide spiritual knowledge. 
And that's what they refer to here. Thank you so much there. They knew all kinds of literature. They were foreigners in Babylon, but they understood Babylonian writings more than the Babylonians. That they were teaching Babylonians their own writing. Okay, now, so, this is the message. The message today in New Cross is that, you better pray for God to give you the same spirit of Daniel, so that you can read the handwriting of God on the wall for your life. Somebody say, Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, let me say this. There's a lot of problem in England now. Beautiful. I love you so much. It is the time for you to what? Manifest. <laughs> it's the time for you to manifest. But you have to equip yourself with the knowledge and the wisdom that comes from above. With your academic intellectual knowledge. Alright? If the knowledge of the Holy Spirit does not breathe over your intellectual knowledge, you will only be narrow-minded in application of your intellectual knowledge. Okay? But if you acquire intellectual knowledge, and the Spirit of the Most High breathes upon your brain, you will not only apply it to what you are doing, you will be able to innovate. I'm going to be teaching you about innovation in about a few weeks' time. Innovation. Innovation is the ability of a man to walk away from the norm. Alright. And do something strange and different to the normal way people do it. They call that invention. It leads to creativity. Creativity is the mother of invention. It all comes from the living God. In any career you are, a little reflection in your brain will make a difference of you from all your contemporaries. And it is only the Spirit of God that can do that for man. Or else, you can see, those who innovate and invent are not the professors in the field. A student in the field may innovate what the professor cannot think about because God only blew a reflection upon his mind. Are we together now? Come on, I can hear you. Yes, sir. Let's leave Daniel. Mommy will come and teach you that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Go back to my God's plan. What I'm standing upon today is that God has a plan for you. And it's the best plan. I love it. So in the book of Proverbs 28, God works all things according to his purpose. Romans 28, Romans, 20, uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Shall we do it together, please? Read it together. Tell somebody God is working for me. Now, now, now. Let me help you understand again what I've told you this morning. Because I was only finishing. The first thing is that God has a plan for you. And you look at the book of Jeremiah. Chapter 29 verse 11. And in that book of Jeremiah 29 verse 11, you have five things I gave you. God has a plan for me. His plan is to prosper me. His plan is not to harm me. His plan is to give me hope. His plan is to give me a future. I believe you wrote them down. The second thing I taught you is this. God's plan is according to his purpose. So, if in Jeremiah he says, I know my plans for you. 
Alright? Then the plan is a reflection of God's purpose for your life. And Isaiah, I quoted, chapter 14, verse 24. The Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I plan, it shall be as I purpose, it will stand. And I help you to understand that nothing can change God's mind concerning you. Okay? His purpose still stands. And number three we are looking at now is that God works all things according to his purpose for those who love him. You know, in that sentence, the principal word in that sentence is those who love God. I would gather now. You know, everybody saying, things are working for me. Things are working for me. For the Lord is on the throne. Things are working for me. 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 Isn't it? What are you looking at me like that for? I, I started song, and you didn't carry it. Quite a help me, Joe. Things are going for me. I am going higher. For the Lord is on the throne. I am going higher. I am going higher. I am going higher. I am going higher. <laughs> Thank God for you, choir, Joe. <laughs> for the Lord. <laughs> I am going higher. I am going higher. Okay, so you hear. Things are working for me. Things are working for me. Things are working for me. For the Lord. For the Lord. On the throne. Things are working for me. Things are working for me. Things are working for me. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Let's read that scripture together. And we know. Let me help you know something. You already have been called according to God's purpose. Correct? What scripture says that? Verse 29. Let me read verse 29. Verse 29, read it together. For those who are for me, he also began to become born to the light of the sun, that he may lead one more among many brothers. Can I say something to all of you? Whenever the word of God, whenever they put the word of God up, and you are told to read it, it is God giving you another opportunity to better your life. Are we together now? You read it, what you are saying is that it will happen to me. You don't read it, you are, you are, uh, uh, you are, you are, uh, the, the world will evade you. Are you understanding me? That it won't work for you. Because when you are told, read the word, God is the one speaking to you. So if you disobey what God is saying, the Bible says He sent His word. And he healed the people. I said, when you read the holy word of God, you must read it with consciousness and with understanding of what the word is. The word brings forth healing. The word brings forth transformation. Some go into visions and transfer the word. So when you read the word of God also, you must read it as your word. Read it again. Tell the person beside you, I have been called by God. Now go back to verse 28. I want to show you something there. Those who are called by God, God is working for them. 
But the underlying factor is this. Those who love God. Not everybody who comes to church love God. People who come to church on Sunday, they don't love God. They are looking for the God they will use. When there is a breakthrough service, they run there. They don't love God. They are looking for God or breakthrough. On earth, you never find it. Unless man or breakthrough. Because breakthrough is not to be sought by those who love God. But breakthrough we seek after those who love God. To love God means to love God. Is there anybody who fall in love here before? Raise your hand. Dickiness, raise your hand, my friend. You know I will come to you, don't you? Both of them today are celebrating their 40 years of wedding anniversary. Are you understanding me? Let me ask you a question. Dickiness, Josiah. Who came for you? Is it you who went for him or he came for you? He came for you. So the moment Pastor Josiah fell in love, he looked for the lover. Isn't it? If there was telephone in your time, I wish I can remember the kind of phone that was... And telephone is not available to lovers. It is lover phone that lovers use. You will know it in your spirit when your lover is looking for you and you will pack your bag and baggage and go there. Excuse me. Will you have married him if he says he loves you and you never find him? No. 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 How do we know a lover? A lover is there when the lover wants him. Somebody say amen. Amen. Where were you on Monday? Where were you on Tuesday? Where were you on Wednesday? Where were you on Thursday? Where were you on Friday? Is it where you are today? In the church, in this church, we pray every day, seven to eight. Because Jesus says, can you not watch one hour? And the book of Acts says they attended the temple daily, chapter two of Acts. Now, I don't believe, and you cannot convince me from any intellectual reasoning, that if we serve God different to the way he was served in the book of Acts, We can experience the same power. No, you cannot. No, it is not by fasting and prayer you get the power of God. It is by obeying God, by showing your love to God. That is how you encounter God. I've been to heaven several times. Heaven is not a fiction to me. Come and ask me, I will tell you. God looks for those who love him. He shows, the Bible says, the secret of the Lord is with them that love him. It's them that love him. Put your fasting aside. Love him first and show yourself as you love him. Then fast and pray and see what God will do. Christianity is not fiction. It is experience. It is a kingdom. Colossians chapter 1 verse 14. He translated you from the dominion of darkness into the kingdom of his son. And kingdom has everything that kingdom has. There is a king in the kingdom. The members of the kingdom know their king. They can enter the palace of their king. They can talk to their king. And their king can talk with them. Come on now. Look, 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 look. look. If your Christianity is far from what I'm saying, change your mind. There is a God to be known. There is a God who needs relationship. He doesn't need... He, 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 He will not take 
um, excusing from man. Don't you know something that one of the things that Daniel saw? Daniel saw. Many, many. Let us go back to that Daniel. I will finish in 10 minutes. Look at the many, many. Many, many. Chapter 5 of Daniel. Dr. Um, um, what is doctor's name again, Papa? Verse 26. This is the word of the Lord. No, let read verse 25. This is the inscription that was written to the king. Many, many tekel passin. The first one says many. God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end. That does not belong to you and I. The second one, tekel. You have been weighed on a scale and found wanting. That's what I want to use. If God is to weigh you on a scale for your activities with God last week, what will he find of you? What will he find of you? If you belong to CFT Church, you know this. You come into this house to hear God, to be equipped in knowledge, not only spiritual. The things I teach you, cost money for me to attain some of them. That is the academic one. But the spiritual cost me nothing. He made me that. Alright? We were here on Friday when the Lord said to me, you are entering the new month of transformation. Anoint everybody here. Unction had gone to those who were there. Manifestation follows it. On Monday we came here for first, second, third victory night. Without any intention. And on, on Monday, the Lord said that those who missed the anointing on Friday, anoint them now. And I picked the oil and I anointed you. Something had triggered. Apart from that, the things, the intellectual things I taught you is to transform your finances. That is, you have the spiritual to transform your mind. You have intellectual instruction, which people will pay me for it now. Because I'm writing on this to teach bank, bank executives and corporate governance which will help enterprises and all stuff like that. That part of me is money that we, I, I paid for the education. And the things I give you are things that we are trained to go into conglomerates that have problems or they are almost close to disaster and re-educate them and then turn that conglomerate into a profit-making organization. If I will put that up to go and train, I will be paid heavily. But yet, in Christ of Tabernacle, I will give them to you before they got it out there. And yet, you were not there. Look, 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 look. I gave template to you on Monday of what you can do if you are a head in, a, in an organization and you have a team members working under you. What can make your team distinct in the whole organization? You don't need to pray for all that. You only need knowledge for it. More than that, Jesus came as he called a love meeting for us. And you weren't there. Come on now, if that is you. This house. And then you now go and fast and pray. Consider which one is harder. To come to normal prayer one hour. Or to now have a situation that you are now fasting and you are praying for what? For what? 
You're fasting and praying. The things that others will just speak and manifestation will happen. You have to go and be fasting without food and water. Why? Because at the time God needs you, where were you? He weighed you on the scale. Listen to me. Blessed are those who hear the words that you hear. God is ever faithful. I love God. He works all things according to His purpose. This week, change your, your mindset and start serving God better. Now, Matthew says God works for those who love Him. But if you look at this scripture, and we know that in all things, not in some things, when you love God, all things, either trial or tribulation that comes to you, God is working behind it. He's working behind it. What you call disappointment is not disappointment before God. Obstacle, God allow you to come. Because God wants to be glorified. Okay? <laughs> Someone says that I've been looking for a job. I've been looking for, if you're a Christian, you're telling me you're looking for a job. I say that, why are you looking for a job? God should be looking for you. God should be looking for you. Because I read to you in Romans how you can know the will of God. Perfect will of God. Simple as ABC. If that is available to you, what are you looking for? Can you not see vision? You can. Do you need to have a gift to see vision? No. Vision is God revealing secret to those who love Him. That's what the Bible says. So if you are having problems, you want to know something, you can't understand your future, you can't understand your, your life and stuff like that, just check your love to God. Simple. Check your love life with God. You know that human beings love hard things. The way we are wired from when we are born, by men, not by God. When we are born into this family, they begin to tell you nothing goes for nothing. That's how you grow. You have to work hard to get this. You have to work hard to get it. You have to work hard to get it. So now that we come into grace, and God is just saying, serve me. That looks so simple. You mean I can't stay at home and be watching them on the internet? No. God didn't say watch me on the internet. He said do not forsake the gathering of one another. If you watch on the internet, you are not gathering. God, the Bible says they attended temple daily. They they attended internet daily. Excuse me. If I move by the power of God and I point my finger to you, I, I touch you. I can't touch you on the internet. If the glory descend upon this place, you cannot pass through this camera and go through the airwaves. If the Lord will give a vision to somebody here now, under the unction here, it cannot go through the airwaves. Don't let the devil deceive you. You are not among those who fall back into perdition. The tricks of Satan will not catch you. Amen. Therefore, all things will work for you. And it says, all things will work for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Who have been called according to his purpose? But we have to love him. And all things will work for good. Number four, I saw a five. God works everything to conform with the purpose of his will. Ephesians chapter 1 verse, verse 11. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plans of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will everything god will work to conform with the purpose of his will. if you love god haven't been called by god 
Am I talking? I can hear you. I said, am I talking? I will give you a nugget this morning. That scripture says, in him we are also chosen. You see, confirming again. And being predestined, that is past participle. A chosen man works under predestination of God. Once you are born again, you enter into God's reprogramming. According to the plan of him, who works out everything, either you fail or you pass, God is working it out. That's the reason why a true Christian, when you fail, you try again. When you fail, because you remember the Bible says that the righteous can fall seven times. But it says, what happened? They will rise up again. The righteous will rise up again. But it says the sinners shall fall once. And it will never rise. Failure is not to fail. Failure is to quit. Life ambition. Or failure is to get frustrated. Someone said to you that you are too old to achieve that. Now who told you that? How old are you? At 80, Moses fulfilled destiny. 100. Abraham fulfilled destiny. And you are in the line of Abraham. So, if you are not 100 and you are here, you can still fulfill destiny. Your age is not a barrier to your decision. An old man commits murder because he decided to do so. So, an old man can do good by his decision. A young man at 13, Daniel, Decided not to defile himself with the Babylonian system. Thirteen. A young man. Seventeen. Jeremiah. Saw God. The word of God came to him. A young man. Jesus Christ of Nazareth at thirty. Walked into the temple and said. This day, the prophecy is fulfilled. I am the fulfillment of this prophecy. A very young boy at the age of eight, Josiah. He became king and he destroyed all idols in Israel. Eight-year-old boy. Because he was under a good instructor. You remember Uzziah? 2 Chronicles 26. The Bible says that Uzziah succeeded because he was under Zechariah who instructed him. In the things of God. So everyone under my voice should succeed. No matter what your age is. But you have to do what I'm showing you in the scriptures. Life is easy. Cheap. Success is cheap. You don't need money to be successful. You only need ideas. Good ideas. I told you the man who, the the two guys who formed the, uh, who started the Airbnb. They didn't have money, so they needed some money, and there was a conference in the area, so they opened up their door to just take some of the conference people who could not get a hotel. So they stayed with them for the conference, paid them, and when they were walking away from them, one of them said, why don't we do this all the time? We will increase our income. And that's it. That's how they started. And then they thought again that, why don't we make it available on the, on the net? Today, they have more rooms. Okay? 
more than all hotels in the world put together. The two guys. How many years ago? Did they need money to flow that idea? No. No, 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 they didn't. They didn't. That is one of the things that is classified as wicked problems in high impact leadership or sustainable management. But it's the problem of a person. You remember when I was teaching you, I talked about frugal you know, innovation. A frugal innovation is an innovation that comes, you don't need money. You look at the need in the society and you innovate solution to that need. That solution will bring the money. I was watching television two days ago. Any one of you can go and work on this. And they, they showed, in England, we, 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 we sent our recycling waste to China. And now China said, I don't want it anymore. Okay? China said, I don't want it anymore. Why? I was watching the news. They showed it that in England, those who do our recycling waste, they will take together both waste that are recyclable and waste that are not. China expected England that the waste you bring to us must be plastics. But those who export from England, they will put plastic and paper and metal. And so when it gets to, to, to China, they checked it and it, it has to cost them a lot of money, you know, sorting out all this stuff. So China said that, Britain, keep your waste. That is another opportunity for someone to become a billionaire. If you can tap into that. What do you need? You only need to set up a processing plant here. That will sort those plastics from the paper. And it's very simple. It's just a conveyor belt. And if you can put together only recyclable waste, China will still take your recycling. And the government pays subsidy for those who do that. To those who do that. In England, money without any effort. Hello, somebody. That is frugal in, 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 you know, innovation. Innovation that will come to your mind by the Holy Spirit. A woman felt that in England. A woman felt that, you know, uh, all these big companies, you know, who carry, who take uh, rubbish, okay? They have problem with, with papers. Because when they take the paper, they take the rubbish, they go, they have problem to go and resort them and all stuff like that. And this woman said that, what about small scale industries? They even have more problems. Who is taking care of them? Nobody. So she decided to go to the small scale industries and tell them, I will give you a bag. And put all your papers there. I will pick up the paper for a pound. Who oh, all the big small small companies are? Oh, yes, yes, yes. She went to the council. The council, that's a good idea. She went to the to the big uh, you know uh, refuse collecting companies. Oh, that's a good idea. We leave that for you. So the very houses where they put bags, she started putting back there, and she will collect paper. It's only paper you put there. She will collect your waste paper. She will go and recycle it. She will come back and collect the She's a billionaire now. Uh-uh. Paper. Waste paper. Why some people are praying in church? Father, Father, open the door. Hey, open the door. And if the door is not open, they will use their hand when they are trying to break the door open. They hear somebody in the church. I'm so sorry. Father. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Hey! When I finish this, I talk about innovation. Therefore, <laughs> God works everything in conformity to His will. Finally, your purpose must be aligned with God's plan and purpose because First John five four says, "For whatsoever born is born of God." overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Anytime a man's plan is contrary to God's plan, if you are a Christian, God frustrates it. And Christians bind the devil for it. So, what are the things we learn from God, from what I've read to you? The first thing we learn from God is this. The beginning of God in God's creation, God does nothing without a purpose. That's the first thing, from the beginning of creation. Number two, the word that God speaks is in line with his purpose. Don't worry, this one will look at it, I'll give you the templates by next week. Then God's plans are purpose-driven. God never has a plan that is, that is not ensued from purpose. Number four, God's thoughts are purpose-driven. That is, God's vision comes from a purpose. The word God speaks are driven by purpose. The plans of God are driven by His purpose. Therefore, His thinking is driven by His purpose. And because of that, God's purposes prevail. If your vision is driven by purpose, and your speech is driven by purpose, and your plan is driven by purpose, and then your thinking is always around purpose, it is impossible for you to feel. I have proved it in this church. When I, I pushed... I started pushing everyone in this church to higher education. And the first year, we, we have about um, 32, 32 uh, graduates who are first class. Right here. The second year, they were 40-something. Right here. To help you know that it's easy. It's easy. And then we start having distinctions in master's degrees. And then nobody in this church reads first degree and sit down. Even old people went back to school. Some of the people, brethren who watched me on television said, Apostle, we met. They said, Apostle, my life has changed. Because we have prayed enough. We have prayed enough. Pentecostal prayer is more than the whole world pray together. And yet, ungodly people rule in the parliament. They rule in policies. And then we are going to protest. I will never protest against any government. I will never. I would rather join them so that we make the policy and change the policy. That's what I want to see from here. I don't give back to protesters. I give back to people who control nations. And of course, it is just understanding this. The principle of God. Anything you do, let it be purpose-driven. 
Let your vision be purpose-driven. Let your thinking be purpose-centered. Let your words be purpose-driven. Even when you pray, it must be driven by purpose, and you will see instant manifestation of God. So write this down. A life without a goal is an aimless life. Number two, a life without a purpose is an unfulfilled life. And finally, a life without daily self-examination is a frustrated life. Number one, a life without a goal is an aimless life. Wake up, sleep without aim until you gray head and then frustrated. Number two, a life without a purpose is unfulfilled, frustrated, bamboozed, confused. And number three, a life without daily self-examination is, is totally frustrated. You have to check every day. Whether the things you are doing is in line with your ultimate aim in life, which is in conformity with God's purpose. Okay? We are buying Satan too much. Because we're buying the guy, the guy is still messing about. It's time to lose ourselves. And follow the path of God. Leave the devil alone. Devil is doing evil. Because the Bible says you do evil. But we who God said we should do good, why are we not doing good? Are, we, are you with me? I don't preach a message for you to feel good. I preach a message for you to become what God says. Hallelujah, somebody. You've written that down. All right, write this down also. Plan without purpose comes to nothing. We're going to look at all that next week. Plans without purpose, it comes to naught. Number two, strategy without purpose shall be thwarted. When you have a plan, you have a strategy. If your strategy is not purpose-driven, it will fail. It will be drafted. Plan without a purpose comes to nothing. Strategy without a purpose shall be drafted. And then the number three. God out of the equation equals total failure. God out of the equation equals total failure. You will agree with me that many Christians are failing, not because of demons or devil. But because they don't understand this concept of God. That's why they are failing and frustrated. Before I pray with you today. I want you to examine yourself and ask yourself, what is my purpose for living? I told you to work on that. Okay? What's your purpose for coming to this church? If your purpose for coming to this church is to know Christ and the power of His resurrection, you will not miss any meeting in the midweek. Because every meeting will, will count to you. I'm not talking about those who are studying at the same hour, but the hours you are not studying, that is you are not in school, you come. I just, I've just been coming to your meeting, isn't it? Come on now, church, let's talk. Yes, I've been coming to your meeting, isn't it? Yes, sir. And I was going to school, isn't it? Yes, sir. And I get to Cambridge, yes? It, not be so. Not so sir. And I scored 90. Yes, sir. Did I not tell you? Yes, sir. And I passed with distinction. Yes, sir. But I'm still in the meetings. Look, because I understand that it is not how much you read. It is how much God bless. 
And I understand that a man who cannot discipline himself with time with God, you can never discipline with yourself with time for yourself. Somebody who procrastinates, I will pray, I will pray, I will pray, I will pray. Go to your life. The same thing you handle your life. End of it is failure. Pray, 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 nothing happens. And they will be telling you lies on people. It's the one witch in your father's house. Which witch? It's ignorance, man. Ignorance, man. Therefore, we make up our mind today that we want to prove the word of God true. Yes. In your week today, your bulletin. Have you got your bulletins? Can I have Elder Charles? In your bulletin today, I have done the third expose on European uh, the, the Brexit matter. Okay? And in the exit in your in your in your in your last week's publication. I ended up by telling you that I was going to talk about the Antichrist, whether he's from Europe. You remember I said that? Because I met some Christians, especially from America, who said that, oh, they have been praying that Britain should, should exit from Europe because the Antichrist is in Brussels, Brussels, uh, European Union is um, is uh, Antichrist system. And I laughed. Anybody who did law will laugh too, isn't it? If you studied law in this country and you did European Union law, you will laugh at them. Because I don't know which one is Antichrist system, whether British system or European system. Looking at case laws. The evidence we have from case laws is that European Union law favors Christianity more than British laws. Okay? An example that all of you may know is Eweda, the Coptic Christian from Egypt who put on a cross in British Airways. And they refused her to put on the cross. Whereas in British Airways, Sikh can put on their, their cap on uniform, and Muslims can put on their hijab. And a small cross like this, little tiny cross in the neck of a Christian, the, our English legal system said to Supreme Court that that lady cannot because it is not in the Bible for you to do that. And we presented before them the cap of Sikh is not in their book. Neither is hijab commanded in Quran. Now, under direct discrimination law, which in law is prima facie, yet our Supreme Court said that Christian cannot put on the cross. Then we took it to European Union. European Union said, what are you talking about? Human rights. He said, it's nothing to think about. If you allow the Muslim and you allow the Sikh, then the Christian can put whatever he likes. Hey, that is just one. Are you with me now? So, I did a publication today to help you know, I've been teaching you for three weeks now, to help you know what is about the European Union. How did it come? What, what is their inception? What is the aim? What is the concept? And what really brought about this? So that every one of you in this church, and those of you who listen to me on the, on the, on the net, we have true understanding of the purpose for the, for the European Union and why single market. What is single market? What is custom union? What is the distinction between free market, custom union, and European Union? I published that, and I help you to understand that the church is dogmatic. Your people who write on behalf of the church are not learned 
And you cannot talk about a field that you have not been informed. And it's not by prophecy you understand the economy of this world. Okay? It is by education. And I've shown you in this day's publication that Antichrist is not in Brussels. Unlike some people say, European Union is not the Antichrist. I will write more about that next week. The fact is that European Union have two aims. Economic integration for towards poverty alleviation and then security. The church of God on earth today, many general overseers, bishops, took the church money, buying jets, buying yachts. Where is the Antichrist? It's in the church. Are we together now? Yeah, yeah. Because Paul says that it's the secret part of the Lord is now at work among us. Since I'm a Paul. Instead of us to deal with all this nuisance in the church, we are going to talk about European Union. We have no business with Antichrist. As far as I'm concerned, I don't care who is the Antichrist. What I care is that you have to fulfill mandates and purpose. So if you have been carried away by all these people who say the Antichrist is in the, the Europe, you are following a lie. Instead of following a lie, look for a career that will prosper you and you find solution to Britain and pursue that and be the solution to United Kingdom at this very time of our crisis. I will rise up together and we are going to lift up our voice and pray. The prayer we are going to pray is just one from the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 2. Let us cry to God from that scripture. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. It says for, do, I said, do, do, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, you want to pray and tell God, Lord, open my understanding to your perfect will. When the king had the handwriting in Babylon, he took Daniel to interpret to the king. You will be the solution to United Kingdom. Amen. Even if we break seat, you will be the solution to Europe. Amen. As far as God is concerned, and as far as this house is concerned, God brought Christ to Tabernacle, not only for the revival of UK, but for the revival of Europe. Alright? You want to pray and tell God, Father, open my eyes to see your perfect plan. Help me to understand how I can influence my office Positively, I can influence my neighborhood positively so that I can make a difference. Stop in Jesus' name, amen. amen. I don't want to Christmas my prayer. This house will give back to members of parliament. Somebody say amen. amen. This house will give back to those who write policies for the government. Say amen. amen. We have a number of them already among us who are involved in writing policies. All right. You, this has to give back to people who will control businesses. Amen. When businesses are collapsing, that is when you will rise up. Amen. And that's what I'm asking you to pray. Don't pray smash my prayer for me. Pray that God will open the eyes of my understanding. Like Paul said, lift up your voice and let's cry to God. Open the eyes of our understanding. Let me make a difference in my society. We are not in England for nothing. 
as Daniel make an impact in Babylon, you will make an impact in the UK. Open our eyes, O oh God. Help me to know your perfect plan. Help me to make a difference in my community, in my family, O oh Lord. A revelation from heaven. Sort it out. A revelation from heaven deals with this. Tell the Lord it is my, my time to manifest. God says, I know the plan I have towards you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Tell the Lord, I want to enter into your plan. The plan of God is not to harm you. The plan of God is not to frustrate you. It is not Satan who frustrates us. It's because of lack of understanding. Tell the Lord, open my eyes, oh God. Open my heart, oh God. Illuminate me, Lord God, that I may discover my purpose for living. As you use Daniel in Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, use me in United Kingdom. Use me in Europe. Use me to bring solution to the government of England. Lord my God, Mandra Saka Palerodibashai. Let there be transformation. This is the month of transformation. Tell the Lord, open the veil from my eyes, let me see. Men with all their faces transformed, be transformed into his likeness. Reflect the glory, the glory of the Lord. Men with unveiled faces, take away every veil from our faces, O oh God. Father, we bless you. Hey, God. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. King of heaven, the one who lives forever and ever. The God whose words does not and cannot change. You say, for I know my plans I have towards you, says the Lord. You said his plans to prosper you and not to harm you. You said it is plan to give you hope and a future. Father, you said, Father, the Lord Almighty has sworn, Isaiah chapter 14 verse 24, surely as I plan it shall be, you stand by your plan to ensure it happens. But Lord, for your plans to manifest in our life, we have to cooperate with you. How can a man fulfill the plan he does not know? And you said to us in the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 2, that if we do not conform with the world system, we will be able to know your plan. So everything worldly in our lives, I command them to be taken out. Lord, Christianity is experiential. Lord, no storytelling. We talk about a God who loves the world and loves the church more. We talk about a God who came all the way from heaven to Garden of Eden looking for a friend. We talk about a God who now came in the flesh, even in the name of, in, in, in the form of his son, looking for friends. Father, he has been beckoning to many of us and we have been turning away from him. Lord, today, turn our hearts towards Jesus. Father, turn our hearts towards Jesus. I pray for everyone under my voice. Let, the, let every heart here turn towards Jesus as of Nazareth. Everything that distracts our attention, I command them to be taken out in the name of Jesus. 
I know a God who is true. I have tested and approved it and it is so. Enable everyone listening to me to understand what I'm saying, Lord. In this month of May, your life shall be transformed. In this month of May, your energy shall be renewed. In this month of May, the Lord will enlighten your focus. Every veil shall be taken away from you. Understanding from heaven you shall receive. Direction from God you shall receive. Empowerment from God shall follow you. Areas that you have been weak, God shall supply strength. The things that are given to you for success, which you have shied away from, the Lord will bring them back to your memory. Ability to run with a vision. Receive in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In this borough, you will make difference. In London City, you will make difference. In United Kingdom, you will be solution. You will not be among the grumblers. You will be among the solution. May the Lord bless you. Out of the womb of the dawn, may he who makes heaven and earth bless you. May he tabernacle over you. May your life become like his life. May you fulfill the purpose of heaven. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May your love turn towards the one that is crucified. Father, we exalt and magnify thee. Anyone sick under my voice, you are healed. He said to the man at the pool, Pick up your pallet. Pick up your pallet. The pallet that I have carried you all this year, from today, pick them up in the name of Jesus and go home. From the ailments you came with, sickness you come with, I command you are set free in the name of Jesus. You are healed in the name of Jesus. Your bones and marrows and organs from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, your blood and your vessels healed in the name of Jesus. It is written, however, there shall be no desire that shall say I'm ill. For the Lord will forgive the sins of those who dwell therein. Because your sins have been forgiven, so your illness is atoned and taken away. This week will be remarkable for you. By the end of this month, you will testify. So shall it be. And so it is. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we pray. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the living God. Hallelujah. Tell someone beside you, you shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. Say it again, you shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. One more time, you shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. May the Lord continue to strengthen and bless you. Please be seated.